Hi everyone, welcome back to Stairway to Star Clan, a Warrior's Cat reread podcast. I'm Paz. I'm Julian. And I'm Tallstar. Alive! <laughs> That's right. He's made it at least he another three. He will never die. Yeah, I lived, bitches! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's, he's sounding pretty skeletal. Um, but we he we have stumbling. confirmation now that he is not the Time Warrior. That's right. He is not. He made it. That means he won't ever die, actually. Yeah. A lot of peril in these chapters. Mm-hmm. It's all very... It's it's all horrible, but it's also very funny. Just like, oh no, my baby! Oh no, my baby! Oh no, my grandma! <laughs> <laughs> it's a rough time to be on either end of the age spectrum as a cat. <laughs> yeah. You better be a rough, like... Mental 28, or it's over. <laughs> yeah, these these chapters are the, you know, the journey is like actually starting, which I yep. love. I love, yeah. I love cats journeying. Just like and trekking their way across the I love the their snow. trials. Yeah. Their um, trials and tribulations. They sure do have them. I do like um that these chapters like do take the time to deal with like the emotional weight of having to leave everything yeah. you've ever known, like everyone having to leave everything they've ever known. Like Firestar gets some good scenes and like Squirrel Paw and Leaf Paws like perspectives. Their whole yeah, their whole conversation about like Star Clan is really, really good. Mm-hmm. Shall we do summaries? Oh, right. I forgot. <laughs> I was like, let's just start talking. Okay, let me do that. Okay, so we read Dawn. Chapter. Why I want this open in. Chapters 18 to 20. No, the. What? It no? I want to open the thing in Google Docs. Oh, okay. Oh. No, that is what we read. Okay. I accidentally read chapter 21, but it's fine. Oh, wait, no. hold on. Secrets. No, wait, let me go. I can do it in like... No. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Yeah, I made it three chapters this week because a lot happens. Okay, whatever. I'll just read it in Firefox, uh, which is harder, but whatever. So we read Dawn chapters 18 through 20. Chapter 18. Firestar and the others return from Mudfur's goodbye death party or whatever, and meet up with the rest of the clans to prepare for their journey out of the forest. A lingering question for Squirrelpaw and many others is if StarClan will follow them to their new home or not. They travel through WindClan territory and reach a point where they have to cross the Thunderpath. It is very frightening, chaotic, and full of elder and kit endangerment, but everyone makes it safely across. Crowpaw works overtime to save babies. Blackstar and Leopardstar bicker about who should be leading who. The cats narrowly escape death by a big dog. They finally make it across the end of WindClan's territory, leaving their old forest homes behind. Chapter 19 The clans continue traveling and come across everyone's favorite gay uncle, Ravenpaw. He is shocked to hear that the clans are leaving the forest and that Graystripe is missing. He and his husband, Barley, tell them they look like shit and kindly invite them to stay in an abandoned two-like structure and hunt all the plentiful prey they want in their barn. Everyone is happy about this. As everyone settles in for a rest, Squirrelpaw tells Leafpaw 
helps sleep fall t- tend to the elders and queens. Brambleclaw romantically brings her a rat. Sandstorm is mentioned. The following morning, everyone is reluctant to leave the safe and mouse-abundant shelter of Ravenport and Barley's gay farm, but they must move on. Firestar longs tragically for Greystripe. Ravenpaw accompanies them as they make their way to Moonstone, where the leaders and medicine cats go to commune with StarClan. While they do so, Squirrelpaw and the rest of the Midnight Road Trip group friend group stand on high stones and witness a falling star fall over the mountains. Realizing that Midnight's dying warrior was this falling star, that our great rock was high stones, and that their journey would now lead them back over the mountains to wherever their new home was. Chapter 20 Ravenpaw bids them goodbye as Firestar longs tragically some more for Greystripe. Sandstorm is there. Brambleclaw and Squirrelpaw and the others tell Firestar and the rest of the cats their revelation about Midnight's prophecy. Leafpaw listens and discusses with Cinderpelt the mystery of StarClan's presence as they continue forth. The clans come to another Thunderpath crossing and they try to agree about who should help lead them past it. Mudclaw nearly gets a grandma squashed, there is some more kit danger, etc., but everyone is fine. Tallstar lives! As they continue on, the lines between the clans start to blur more as they work together. During a hunt with Brambleclaw, Leafpaw, and Squirrelpaw, another dog shows up to be a nu- nuisance but is whacked into submission by Brambleclaw and Hawkfrost, who does not want to be their friend. And that is the end of the reading. So much kit peril. Oh my gosh. So much. Everyone is just... There's like this part where they're like, Squirrelpaw expected to hear the sickening crunch of meat and bone, but she didn't. It's awful! (laughs) (laughs) That's what we love about warriors. (laughs) Woo! Yeah. You know know I ate this shit up as a kid, and I'm still eating it up. It's good. It's stressful. Yeah. Yeah, the errands have many writing problems, but like tense action is is not something they struggle with. Mm-hmm. They know how to do it. Yep. Um, yeah, they know how to do very like affecting and emotional tension. So uh should we start uh chapter 18 go go forward? Here. Yeah. Um there's like a really affecting, very quick scene with the cats being like really, really stressed about or like lingering at the edge of the trees and not wanting to leave. Um and Firestar has to go, This is no longer our home. Um, which is and it's raining. Yeah. It's it's like freezing and raining this whole time. It's it's almost like it's almost comically like bad. The situation is like everyone's starving, everyone's cold, everyone is wet and muddy <laughs> and on the verge of death. Um, but <laughs> it is all very, very effective. Um, there is, I think, there's a part later that uh, where Firestar also talks about. Um, <laughs> sorry, I heard Can that. We... <laughs> Oh, I can hear that over your mic. (sighs) Yes, there's a part where Firestar talks about how he didn't think he would be leaving his home um, pretty much so soon after he did all that shit in the first book to secure it. Um, Yeah. Which is like, I think that's 
uh like a strong like extra layer to this that like displacement isn't just a one-time thing it is like a constant um it can be a constant like long presence that you have to like that people have to deal with and there's like a sense of the the generational thing there because uh his daughters are constantly thinking about like what this must mean for him so that's that was that was very affecting to me yeah 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 and it's displacement in this case where like they don't know for sure where they're going they just know that they can't be here anymore um which is like yeah rough shit really sucks there now um fully (laughs) um i can also go uh since we're going chronologically too i have to pour it a little bit i want to um i didn't keep a formal count um but one of the most uh terrible things terrible details was how um just fucked up tall stars oh it just it continues to just um you highlighted how like he sat shivering beside his warriors all three of them i think um his ribs (laughs) stuck out like gnarled twigs as the clans reached the top of the rise he stood up wincing at the stiffness in his limbs um at some like while they're waiting for a clear uh like space between all the cars um Cinderpelt crouched beside Tallstar, pushing a pawful of herbs toward him. The last of the traveling herbs to give him strength. Scroll podcast. Like we're gonna shoot Tallstar full of cocaine so we can keep going. <laughs> this man is held together with twigs and string. I love the added detail that everyone is now like committed to like making sure Tallstar fucking yeah like i think there's a <laughs> sentence where it's like even all the other leaders were like watching him in concern like we can't let him die we can't, <laughs> we can't let grandpa die not Deepa. in the middle of his journey especially not because mudfur fucking sucks Mudclaw. no mudclaw god damn it mudfur is, is dead dead Every- there's Sorry. a lot of mud happening they are sliding <laughs> yeah. in it Speaking of, like, kind of power uh, grabs, the nonsense about, like, Blackstar and Leopardstar being like, well, we'll go with you, but, like, only we can give our clans orders, and we don't want this, we don't want you telling our warriors what to do, which, like, continues throughout the, the chapters. It's so stupid. I understand where it's coming from. It's thematically accurate. It yep. also drives me crazy. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. It is deliberately frustrating, and it's like I'm, I'm, I'm lifting these kitties up. I'm shaking them, like I'm holding them by the scruff, but also by the bottom, uh, because they're adult <laughs> cats, and holding them by the scruff, they cannot be supported at the adult weight, etc., etc. Yeah, getting rabies from doing this. I've lost a lot of this this metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean these these chapters are already going into like moments where the the clan the clan boundaries are uh, dissolving, um, which they should. Yeah, <laughs> just do it faster. Yeah, 
And like knowing that this was supposed to be the last book, I can see how it was supposed to resolve and then like end. Mm -hmm. So it is fascinating that it doesn't. Nope, it doesn't. (laughs) And um, borders will continue. And um, I guess that is like yeah. I guess the the continuing like messiness of um like conflict and. I get and like xenophobia and selfishness. <laughs> oh yeah, um, is very realistic. But do I want it to be? <laughs> yeah, I mean, from what I remember, the later books do like grapple with like how wh- why did we all just go back to, to clan boundaries like when we came together and in, in, in this way earlier? So. Uh, it, it tries to do something with it, so at least it isn't just like forget that ever happened. Uh, I guess another interesting thread in these chapters that's like in all of them is like deep theological questions of it does Star Clan move? Can they come with us? Right. It's there's there's a point yeah. where they're they're questioning um like. Is it even our ancestors we're hearing? Like once we get there or something? Um Yeah. And um there's a part where Cinder talks later about how she was able to hear them but couldn't make anything out, which is just like imagery that's like that's like terrifying imagery. Like you hear God on yeah. like the cusp of hearing <laughs> but like you can't understand anything. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, um, okay, one interesting uh, thing we learned was that the cats do know what stars are and that they're not necessarily warrior ancestors, which was odd that they <laughs> know of this distinction. Um, this is the part where, like, I return to my my old assertion that there should be more jobs in warrior cats because this is the part where like the the budding like apprentice astronomer in their (laughs) clan should be like look right i've learned about the solar system (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean the the fact that the uh the the tribe of endless hunting or whatever also appears to be a localized ancestral force uh is something and i I do find it fascinating the idea that star clan has to also like physically travel (laughs) yeah i think that's very interesting um particularly because they're not like it's not like they're an ancestor setup who are linked to like land-based physical objects you know it's not like they're like Oh, Star Clan's in the trees in the forest. Like they are in the stars, and like the cl- the cats are going very far, but not so far that the stars look different. Mm-hmm. Like you have to really travel mm-hmm. very far for stars to look different. Yeah. Um, the clans go to the southern hemisphere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I need to know if like Star Clan's gonna be having like territorial dispute with other things, <laughs> like ancestral cats as they, they journey. Right. 
Well, yeah, obviously, like, one of the forest clan cats is going to fall in love with, like, a southern hemisphere clan cat. And, like, their ancestors are going to be watching this and be like, no, tis forbidden. And then the two cats <laughs> will be like, Sh- shut up, people. <laughs> that would happen. Yeah. I, oh, I, there is a moment um during the peril uh, uh-huh. where they're, like, sprinting away from the monsters and Squirrelpaw realizes that, like, they've left the last scent marker. Um, like the last Wind Clan scent marker, and she didn't notice it because yeah. she was too busy running for her life. Um, damn. Yeah, yeah. It's, it would be terrifying if you only. I mean, look. I guess this is Leaf Paul's perspective. Is it? I don't know whose perspective it is. Chapter eighteen is Squirrel Paw. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess Squirrel Paw has left before, but knowing that you're leaving forever is is right. She's scary. not coming back. And even if they did come back, like, it wouldn't look the same anymore because they don't know it, but they're going to build, like, a development or something. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to build a... God, I don't know. What's what's in the UK? Like, they're not going to build a Wawa. Uh, Uh, Tesco? (laughs) Tesco. Yeah, Tesco is UK. Yeah. But They're going to build Big Ben, too. (laughs) (laughs) Bigger and better than ever. That's right. And then maybe some rogue cats eventually congregate within the big clock tower and they become like little, like, clock freak cats like they love. They can be like gargoyles, maybe yeah. they have wings. Yeah. yeah. Wings, huh? Maybe some of them are <laughs> cursed to turn to stone at night. Oh, fuck yeah, I would have right? made this up as a kid. Right? That's <laughs> exactly then, like, what I read as <laughs> One one lone cat from far away, like, adventures forth to this strange, mystical land of Big Ben, too, and observes (laughs) these strange statues. Um, maybe falls in love with one? It's a real, like, Pygmalion Galatea situation. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. What are are we talking about? (laughs) Uh, that's what will happen yeah uh yeah i guess the other thing in this chapter is the bickering about who's giving orders it is as um it is very frustrating as it is meant to be so props for that yeah Um, they did it i think tallstar is like too dead to to argue he is he's full of drugs he is like being pushed along by the other cats just to he's be like, upright. Like, he's like that uh, Olympic runner in St. Louis who was like <laughs> trying to finish the nineteen oh four marathon or whatever and there was given oh, yes. so many drugs he looked like a corpse by the end and could not speak. That's Tulsa right now. Wait, God, what what was his name? Um, I don't remember. But the photo of him's really scary. <laughs> Hold on, we should find it with Julian. I can find it. Hold up. I I don't remember who his name, like the name of this like Olympic runner in St. Louis, um. But like they just kept pumping him full of like cocaine and like egg whites and everything, but like water. Um, yeah. And he and he didn't even win. Um. And the the historic like Olympic marathon road is like the road we live on basically so like every time we drive along or walk along and his ghost haunts us and that's like every like pothole that there is 
So that's Tulsar. <laughs> um, oh, uh, somebody Hicks. Thomas Hicks. Um, who they gave uh, strychnine and egg whites. Uh-huh, yeah, yep. Uh-huh. And he did great. Yeah, he almost died. Um. Oh yeah, here's a photo of him in the car where he's like... <laughs> uh, he's on the verge of death. God. He looks so bad. Why'd they do this to this man? It was 1904. There was another guy also who just like left the race and like took a nap, right? Oh yeah, um, Felix Carvajal, uh-huh. uh, who was a uh, former mailman and a marathoner from Cuba. Yeah, uh-huh. I think he, um, should be able to he ran nap. the marathon in uh, a billowing white shirt and full pants. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh huh. Let me show you the picture of him. Yep. That's an it old was time ninety man. degrees. Yep, yep. Everything was dusty. They weren't giving anyone water. I forget why. I guess it, it gets weak. humid here. Yeah. Um. Carvajal. Um. <laughs> trotted along in his cumbersome shoes and billowing shirt, making good time, even though he paused to chat with spectators in broken English. <laughs> On one occasion, he stopped at a car, saw that its occupants were eating peaches, and asked for one. He playfully <laughs> snatched two and ate them as he ran. I think he did exactly the right thing, despite his, yeah. like, <clears throat> unsuitable yeah. athletic decor. He was, like, taking his time, pacing himself well, hydrating with peaches. Are you getting some, like, sugars? Like, I think, like, a lot, a lot of people dropped out because it was so horrible, and he was one of the yeah. only people to finish. He was no, just hanging out. F- multiple people straight up died. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's St. Louis, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we watched a video about this and like it started with like a like a Google Maps like like top down view of like the historic road and we looked down and was like wait that's our CVS (laughs) (laughs) awful Um, oh yeah John Boyce did a video about it yeah uh um, which I think is the one maybe most people yeah I recommend watching it if you haven't because it's insane really good can do anything back then and you shouldn't have <laughs> um so that's tall star that's tall star that's tall star yeah uh oh ravenpaw and barley are here yeah oh, are. yeah 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 this really drives home our previous point why didn't win clan just go over there <laughs> they yeah. went over there before yeah they would have They're... been perfectly fine. Like there was, pl- like Ravenclaw and Barley aren't having any problems. No, they're like right. coming I mean, in. It is. It does sound like there's a moment where the Wind Clan cats are like staying in the like busted up old house um, that doesn't have a roof and are like, oh, we didn't think we'd ever like have to come back here again because the last time they were there was when Tiger Star had like driven them out. Yeah, that um, was that was quite sad. <laughs> And so, like, I understand, you know, maybe you don't want to return to a place that presumably has a lot of traumatic memories for you. But also, you're you were fucking dying. You you could establish like a a slightly separate like area. You could go back underground. You could dig tunnels again. <laughs> you know, <laughs> not that that's good. But like, if you don't want to be in there, you could be like over here. Get well, some bushes. I think if if just Wind Clan had gone after they were like three people and. 
tall star skeleton, they could have just stayed in, in the barn itself. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, and also now that everyone is here, it doesn't seem like there is even like a food problem because there's so much that everyone can eat in abundance. So if they had just become like a feral cat colony living in an abandoned house, they, it, it would have been fine. Not fine yeah. for the person living next door, but fine. <sighs> yeah, Raven. Poor Ravenpaw. Imagine you're just having like another normal winter with your husband. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there's a lot of big rats now, but that's fine. You can eat them. That's yummy. That's that's Christmas and then dinner. Everyone, everyone shows up, and they're all <laughs> skeletons. You're you're like Ravenpaw basically lives like you know like in the country compared to other cats like he is he's out so like his next his nearest neighbor is like you know a, a big drive away and it is Tallstar so imagine your only neighbor comes by and he is like he looks like that he's he looks like jerky he's full of drugs he is like <laughs> being supported by like three people and he's just like, hello, Ravenpaw. <laughs> um. I do like that the first thing that... What... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Go No, go ahead, go ahead. No, I, I also wanted to add one last thing to that, which is the first thing, like, maybe the only thing Barley says to them is that they look like shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like Ravenpaw's like, oh, it's so good to see you again. Like my friends, my my beloved friends. It's it's great to be back with the clans again. And Barley's like, y'all look shit. Like the hell. <laughs> Not insulting. I've been having a good winter, unlike you. Just like observation, <laughs> like dang. Bar- my Barley's God. a real straightforward country boy. Bar- yeah, yeah. Barley's got real like uncle energy. <laughs> Barley like, well, y'all can stay in the busted up house. Yeah. <laughs> Babe, your friends look bad. <laughs> um, there is a there is a little bit where um Firestar is like, We need a rest and a meal more than you can imagine. Ravenpaw gazed at his friend's mudstained pelt. <laughs> oh, Firestar, he murmured. I think I can imagine. <laughs> He's looking at them like, Yeah, man, I know. <laughs> Yo, buddy, I got eyes. <laughs> It was, um, uh, I enjoyed that, like, I think Firestars basically, like, asks Ravenpaw as, like, later when everyone's getting ready to leave, like, oh, won't you come? And Ravenpaw, no hesitation, is like, no, my home is is here now. Yeah. Let's escape farm. Looking at the situation, I'm good. (laughs) Yeah, that too. (laughs) (laughs) There is a really sweet moment where he does, he does sleep with them, um, that night, and, like, curls up with them yeah yeah That's i mean sweet. poor ravenpaw it's like the everyone from the place you grew up is leaving and you will probably never see them again that yeah. also sucks yeah like because it sounds like he was used to seeing clan cats pass by like yeah going to high stones and stuff and it's like right it's probably a nice time to reconnect with his community and now that will never happen again Right, like, it sounds like it wasn't, like, super common, but it did happen, and, like, there was always the possibility of them visiting, or, like... Yeah, and it 
it sounded to me like he I mean his the closest cats near him were wind clans, so he was already associating with like not just the underclan cats and it obviously he would just be seeing other cats, so Raven Pothicky Uncle seems to be a common touchstone here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's sad that it's like, oh, y'all are moving. Uh y'all are being chased out forever. Uh that sucks. Right. Miss you. I, I hope they get to make more new friends with yeah. random rogues or something. I guess it's um I don't know, like on a more like if we're taking the, the metaphor serious again, it's like displacement kinda it hurts like everyone beyond like even those immediately affected, I guess, because like Ravenpaw's still kind of part of that population by extension. It's just I don't know, it's interesting. <laughs> it's sad. It's weird. He's lost his yeah. community. Yeah. Like, yeah. Even if he has a new community now, he's lost, like, his connections to his old one. Yeah. Yeah, this is a sad book. Yep. Kip's crying outside the door, he agrees. And that's the saddest oh. thing there could be. Um. Oh, I... In the same chapter, though, um, to move on to something less sad sad in a different way maybe um i was reading our copy of the book on libby and i saw that has it highlighted um one word um and it is sandstorm she's here oh um she's here sandstorm got a single line of dialogue i think it was three words long um she's she exists Keep is that line of Pick that? your head up, Queen. I can't see it. <laughs> I think the line of dialogue is in a different. Oh, I wasn't even talking chapter. about that. I was talking about where you just highlighted the name Sandstorm because it I know. finally popped up, and she, it was just because she was sleeping next to Firestar. Uh, it makes me crazy. Okay, I, I, well, we should talk about Sandstorm's Sandstorm section. The line of dialogue she gets is two words. Sorry. And it was her replying to Leaf Paul asking if she could bring Fern Cloud and Birch Kit a rabbit. <laughs> and she says, of course. Yeah. And that Queen. is uh, all she gets to do. <laughs> no, no, no. There, there is a part where she doesn't speak, but like, um, when I think it's when like Ravenpaw saying goodbye to them and like Firestar looks super sad and she like nudges him to remind him that she's still there. Oh my god. There's also when Ravenpaw comes to like curl up and sleep with them, she is curled up with Firestar. Yeah. It makes me so crazy. Like, why why does she not get to have a conversation with Firestar about Greystripe? Also, it. Please. She she and Ravenpaw, this this is never really brought up because it doesn't matter to the books, but like, they're related. They are related. Like an after the fact. Are they? Retcon. Was it? I don't think okay. they're related. No, but I okay. mean they—they they were in the same like peer group. Yeah. They grew up together at the same time. Yeah. I oh, know. I just. I would like her to have anything, cause she she's in a very like weird and interesting position. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I want a scene of her arguing with Firestar 
Firestar, like, you need to give up this gray stripe shit. Like, you need to appoint a new deputy. Like, because no one's challenging him on it. Which like, is... she's been the point of reason in the past before. Yeah. Like, well, and she's been someone who challenged, like you said, yeah. someone who challenges him. And yeah, yeah. that like, character trait is like gone completely. Like, there is questioning about, like, because it does come up in these chapters, like, who is the deputy? And the the lack of more direct conflict about that is, I think it stands out. And she's, like, the natural person to bring it up because she's, like, on equal footing with him. She is, like, she's not just, like, a younger person or an apprentice. And she's not Bram Bokla, who is filling that role, but, like, because of his character, will not bring it up. Yeah. Give her something to do. My god. I feel more and more like Firestar's question was, like, an apology. Like, <laughs> sorry we made Sandstorm not exist anymore. Here's, here she's in a book. Firestar's we quest forgot is, about her. Firestar's quest is, like, the, uh, what, the, the special, like, Doctor and Donna episodes that just came out. Except, um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> except it still wasn't, it still wasn't good. Cause she still kind of just, like, became wife. Yeah, but at least at least the early part was good. At least they yeah. had their divorce drama. In yeah, the early part. she was there. She did do things. She got to talk a lot. Yeah. Yeah, because the the Graystripe deputy stuff keeps coming up. And, oh yeah, Ravenpaw the, asks about it. Yeah, asks very innocuous innocuously, and Firestar like loses it once again. Firestar acts like his spouse died. Yeah, for real. Firestar acts like Graystripe uh, was lost at sea and everyone's like, <laughs> when are you going to take the light out from the lighthouse? And he's like, never. <laughs> right. Everyone's like, when will you wed again? <laughs> and Firestar's just... like, I will walk the shores in grief. <laughs> Firestar, isn't it time to put the morning clothes away? And he's like, no. I shall wear the weeds! <laughs> <laughs> also, not just once, but, like, twice. <laughs> Distinctly, like, twice. Like, no, never. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that will come and bite him in the ass soon enough. This is oh, Yowie yeah. I, I don't respect. <laughs> um. Um, moonstone stuff. Yeah, we get the we get the sign. Um, yeah, it raises more um, theological existential questions. Can you die in Starclan? Like, <laughs> uh, hello, or is this just like a symbolic death or something? Oh, is it? Is it like when is a falling star when like someone? No, it can't be when someone freshly dies because no. that would be a lot of like meteors. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Die when you are. Is this like someone being reborn? Is there a reincarnation cycle in? Not that I know of. <laughs> there should be. That's pretty cool. Like, where do those lives? I don't know. Maybe that's why uh, Firestar is so freaked out about all of Tiger Star's children. <laughs> Any uh, one of yeah. them could be him. Yeah. Um, I do think it's really funny. Before they see the sign, um, they're kind of arguing about like what it could be. Like, why haven't they seen it yet? Like, and w one of them's like, well you know, Mudford died. Um, and someone is like, well, but he was a medicine cat. And someone's like, well, would Midnight know the difference? <laughs> Which I think is really funny. 
The True. answer is Midnight wouldn't know the difference for no. some things, actually. Right? That I think a- it's very fair that she <laughs> saw a big rock and called it a big rock. Not, yeah. Not, yeah. not her fault they have two big rocks. Yeah. She lives at the... I guess if she lives at the beach, she has seen many big rocks, but they're not usually like separate from the cliff. Mm-hmm. They're, they're all cliff. Um... I do think it's funny that it did hinge on her making an incorrect but perfectly reasonable assumption. Because aside from being immortal, uh, she is just like us. She's just well, she's just a person. She's just yeah. a gal. She hasn't been there. Mm-hmm. Um. So score another one to All Stars. Oh yep. boy, this will go. This will be fine. I do think it's funny that none of them want to talk about it because they had such a bad time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a moment, um let me actually find it. Oh yeah, there's a there's a moment where uh Fern Cloud is like, it's too cold to be sleeping outside, and I'm like, Yes. Yes, it is too cold to be sleeping outside. You sleep outside all the time though, so Yeah, but she what? doesn't have a little leaf bed. Yeah. She doesn't have a little a little moss and like a big leaf hanging over her like an umbrella um in like a big pillow made of different kind of moss and maybe several leaves and flowers (laughs) this is like a beautiful like beatrix potter illustration (laughs) oh the warriors did like a a i guess literary thing that I hadn't seen it done before which was like flashback <laughs> not, not nothing crazy I was just like oh yeah they're doing a little non-chronological stuff yeah it's fun to see more stuff happening uh, there was a weird little speaking also of like literary devices there was a weird little metaphor between Firestar and uh, Ravenpaw um, oh yeah it feels a little overwrought to me, but that's fine. <laughs> They're dying. Um, this is, I think, the thing you were mentioning, uh, Liz, where, I think it was Liz, where you were, like, Firestar's talking about how much they've been through together um, and, like, everything they've seen uh, with Blue Star's death and Tiger Star. And then he goes, so much has happened, like water flowing past in a river. More water will flow before we join Star Clan, Ravenpaw assured him. It's like, does he talk like that? He's getting poetic in, in the face of death, you know? Yeah. I maybe, guess he is. He, maybe he's living his, like, romantic poetry life. Like, oh, uh, yeah, the water and the nature and yeah, and everything. Maybe because died, he's, he's putting his feelings into words through poetry. <laughs> he is becoming... I can see... Like you are always talking about how when you read the Power of Three, he was just like cool old dad, right? Yeah, leader man, uh-huh. and like he's getting there. He's like, mm, metaphors, imagery. That's for me. Yeah, I got to get away from this protagonist, like direct literal speech. I got to be more esoteric. <laughs> <laughs> I can't give like my own weird prophecies this way. I've got to. I have to step it up. Blue Star was so very vague to me. 
The kip is like scrabbling at the I door. <laughs> I can hear it on your mic too. Um, okay, let me just check back on the chapter. Uh, so yeah, there is more, um, more like road crossing and general peril, and I do want to give, um, a shout out to Crowpaw who steps it up in all three chapters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he- he's. <laughs> He was sort of passively suicidal in the last chapters, and now he's like, well, I have to save every kit. Yeah, that's right. That that by itself is, like, fascinating character development. That is, like, the shit people love to eat up. Like, I have a savior complex now. I have to save. But it's like, I have to save every baby. I must save every grandma. (laughs) Tallstar, I will not leave your side. Well, he did say that, like... Once he got back to Wind Clan, he was literally the only one who could do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's just funny yeah, to see it in practice. Slowly starving to death. Yeah. Like, to, to see it in practice, though. it's He is carrying babies back and forth. He is rushing back <laughs> to grab another baby. And Grandma, don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much growth for him. I'm yeah. proud of him. Yeah. yeah. I'm wondering not- how he'll... <laughs> Again, my only impression of him before this was he gets divorced. So I'm wondering how it's going to lead to him being like known as divorce man. Well, I I <laughs> loved Crowpaw as a kid. Uh, I guess we'll see uh, how that develops. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like him. He's very like he's like un- he was so annoying, and he's, he's still annoying. Boy. But he's like yeah, he's emo boy. He's still annoying, but now he's like willing to listen and. Um, continue to save every single baby on this road trip. <laughs> he loves Peepaw. Um, so yeah, shout outs. Shout outs. Um, is there anything else we need to cover? Like, we can get to the end um, of the last chapter. Hawk, Hawk Frost. Yes. Um. You know, maybe, is he going to, I don't know, will he be like a weird, weird antagonist turned a weird friend group member? Maybe. 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 Because like he and, um, he and Brambuckle have like a moment where we were like, well, I saved you. It's like, don't forget, I also saved you. Blah. <laughs> so it was a very like juvenile exchange. <laughs> So, behavior. Exactly. Maybe, maybe, maybe Hawk Frost gets added to the group chat. <laughs> maybe he no. keeps saying, like, don't text me. <laughs> Stop texting me. Maybe he doesn't how know do how I to remove this chat. <laughs> what does LOL mean? How are you sending those images? <laughs> Yeah, Mo- Mothwing actually wasn't mentioned in all these chapters, I just noticed. Yeah, yeah we yes. got a lot of Sorreltail Leafpaw content. Yeah. Um, and more in chapter 21, which I accidentally read. Wow. Um, spoilers, I guess. Uh, but not a lot of... Uh... We have to hold out hope. Yeah. I assume we're going to see her more because she is now the medicine cat. <laughs> She's going to have her turn at, like, giving the last of their herbs to Tallstar. (laughs) (laughs) 
EPUB priority. They're going to find new kinds of herbs on this journey <laughs> and just be like, here, you try them, Dolstar. <laughs> it can't be any worse than what's already happening to you. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. I guess there's, there's twice there's been dog peril. Um, mm-hmm. Two times was kind of kind of funny. But I know that, you know, off the leash and outside of the house, that is the preferred way to have your pets over there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we didn't mention that, like, two legs saw the clan all, like, maybe 80, 80 clan cats all in total. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Running across the wall. <laughs> Horrible. Yeah. Can you imagine that? <laughs> Like, they have another stressful crossing of a Thunderpath, and, like, a car swerves and almost hits Firestar, and I'm like, yeah, again, imagine driving on that highway, and 20 to 30 feral cats, or sorry, there's more than that, yeah. 80. 80 to 120 feral cats. What do you fucking do? (laughs) I might might be scared at that point. Yeah, it's like, uh, I guess I'm going to... Pull over. Holy shit. I didn't like didn't someone like get out and like wave their arms at them or something? Um, I think the owner of the first dog like oh. came to get the dog and was near them or something. Okay. And yeah, I think I... before that there was a construction worker trying to like chase them off again. <laughs> yeah. Like what do you even do here? If I saw I that know. many cats, I wouldn't I'd be like, well, they they could just, like, eat me. Yeah. They it's just insane hard. to think about seeing, like, <laughs> like if you, as a normal person. Because, like, I'm thinking about our neighborhood and how it's, like, across the street from, like, the big mall. And there's, like, a park nearby. But also, like, we have seen a deer. Just, like, a deer. So, yeah. like, realistically, there is... There could be, like, 80 to 100 feral cats, like, all together somewhere. And if we saw it, like, crossing the road, like, the group of cats crossing the road, like, what would you even do? Yeah. It's, like, like a much more tense, like, like, goose crossing. (laughs) Yeah, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Have any of you ever, like, seen an actual feral cat colony? No. Because I have. No. Um, oh, wait, is it the, that, that one near your, your grandma's house? Oh, wait, um, that's not true. I saw the feral cats in the Coliseum at one point. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, well, cool. those are very special feral cats. They I, are special. I, I just saw one that was, that's like, a little different. on the edge of, of a development, and, like, people in the development, like, left them food a lot. Um, And I walked over <laughs> there with some people, and there, there, yep, there were a lot of cats there just kind of hanging out. Yep. Most of them kind of ran away and hid. Yep. So, but some of them I could see. Uh, yeah, they, when they do when, just live in groups sometimes. Yeah. When they are, you know, not in a intense bad situation, it's yeah, that that's just them living their lives. They should get TNR'd though. Yep. Yeah. Also like they are very bad for local wildlife they are. populations. Yep. But if they're old enough, you can't really rehome them. <laughs> so no. Yeah, they can't really feral. live with people. Well, and that's why you cut their balls yeah. off. Yep. 
Snip, snip. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of balls. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, recently, um, I have bought, uh, what was it? 25, 25%. I have bought 29 discreet, um, different colored, uh, felted wool balls plus one felted wool fish for our kitties. Um, mm-hmm. they're having a great time. I just, just <laughs> dumped that all out on, on our floor. Uh, and yeah, just big recommendation. Get some felted wool balls or a fish for your cats. Um, Benny has been carrying it around in her mouth, like fresh kill and like just kind of getting it and then bringing it over (laughs) to like her tunnel or under the bed or just some sort of crevice and putting it there like she killed it. And she did. I love that. She did. That's the end of Yeah, I don't have anything else. I have some brief content if we have time uh, for it, but we can do it next time. How long? Because it's quite cold. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe we can make it like an ending content, a sign-off for every episode until I run out of the stuff. Okay, what do you got? Um, well, in our email, we have gotten some several real, definitely legit... Um, emails from real people to grow our podcast (laughs) Uh, this one is from um, someone named Anthony um, who says Ola, Paz, Liz, and Julian I was looking over Stairway to Starclan your energy is great It's it's a great fresh of air in the art space we That's help. Right. <laughs> we help. <laughs> we help education-based podcasters grow That's to. That's right. We're educated. Five to ten k <laughs> downloads per month within six months without relying on promoting on social media, targeting high-profile guests, or word of mouth. I feel confident that we do. We do could work for you. What we what we do could work for you. And then, in its own paragraph, mind if I show you how. <laughs> Ways to reply. Yes, Anthony. Why not? Or, no, Anthony. You suck. Uh. (laughs) And we have gotten several. Hold on. Let me see. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six more emails from this definitely real man. What is this broken image in the last most recent I don't know because it's very, it's completely broken and I can't see it. Um. One of the emails says, Hi, Paz, Liz, and Julian. Agent 007 here following up on you to see if my last message came through. <laughs> no secret Hi, Paz, agents Liz were harmed. And Julian. <laughs> Still not sure if my mission is complete. <laughs> if you have been eaten by alligators, my deepest sympathy goes out to your family. Oh my god. I'll be eagerly awaiting, eyes glued stiff to my phone, for your pleasant or not so pleasant reply. And there's Winky Face Smiley. And then there's this broken image that I'm not clicking on called me waiting for your reply, hoping I'm not barking up the wrong tree with a podcaster who has zero interest in finding new ways of growing, dot, dot, dot. So we got another, like... No, we have many of these. One, not from Anthony, this is from Jana, about (laughs) having some... Author who writes about, um, you know, 
definitely a real author on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the author who creates immersive worlds, exploring mystical questions, and takes readers on imaginative, thought-provoking journeys. Yep, that's very yeah. specific. Like Starclan. <laughs> oh, I found the book they're talking about. It's oh, real? boy. Oh, yeah, it's real. Oh, my God. It's a real book, and, like, so, basically, we've received an, an email from this website that tries to hook authors up with podcasters to get them to shill their books. Um, <clears throat> and this book, which I will name drop because uh, <clears throat> I'm calling them out, um, <laughs> is, like, romantic suspense. Um, I mean, we already have that. Yeah, well, uh, Brazilian journalist Stefania DiMaggio neither wants, desires, nor relishes her first assignment, a dead-end worthless project on a subject she hates. Reluctantly, she teams up with the dashing Thomas Houghton, the Duke of Radcliffe, who is keenly interested in her project for his own purposes. They follow leads throughout Europe and back to Brazil. Slowly but surely, the corpses start piling up behind them. The duo cheat death at each turn as Stefania resists her growing affection for Thomas. Their activities don't go unnoticed by Svetlana Grishenko of Russian intelligence, who follows their every move. But the answer to the riddle eludes Stefania. What do the sheikh's corrective words mean? As Stefania digs deeper and collects the pieces to an unbelievable puzzle, she realizes she stumbled onto perhaps the greatest secret of the 20th century, a secret which the Vatican, Re- the Russians, Thomas, and his family desperately never want to see the <laughs> light of day. This is just a Vinci code. Stefania puts pen to paper on the eve of a summit at the Vatican to resolve the war in the Ukraine. Does Stefania what? trade her blockbuster what? story for Thomas's hate, part, or does fate interfere? I'm really curious when this is set because the war in the Ukraine. Uh, which one? Uh, <laughs> not the 20th I, century. I guess he, this fucking email worked because we've just <laughs> we have, I guess, just uh, read the the summary of this book. Can we but, demonetize uh, or something? Um, shit, titties, fuck. <laughs> yeah, dolls. This. This you know what secret good. the Vatican is hiding? Um, that the soul is stored in my balls. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a real quote from that book, for real. Okay. Yeah. Well. Uh, no, don't read this book. It looks bad. Um, it looks... I don't. Know, I don't even know how to describe what genre this is. We, conspiracy. <laughs> bad, bad genre. We, listen, if you want suspense, romance, and um, strange theological, philosophical questions, you're already reading them. That's Here we right. are. That's right. Well, yeah. Also, if you legitimately want romantic suspense, uh, like recommendations, just just DM us at Stairway to Star Clan. I'll I'll hook you up with something. Yeah. Yeah. Julian's a librarian. They they got That's right. those insights. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. This is my job. This is my job, and you will never recommend this book, CJ's I book. will not. Um Alright. And I, I think that's it. Um yeah. can I let me end us with uh the last email from the other marketing thing. Um and the message is can we make this a reality? Winky face? Broken JPEG? <laughs> I don't know. Listeners, can That's, we? I don't know. <laughs> you let us know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Alright. 
um that will do it for us for this week we will be continuing dawn again next week and we're we're getting through it um probably another three or four chapters um as always you can find us on twitter at steroid at star clan you can find us on co-host i think also at steroid at star clan our patreon spas but it exists there's content on it stairway to star clan yeah we have to figure out i don't know we'll figure it out um we the the answer is blue star sims run i don't know what to tell you (laughs) and um (laughs) you can email us if you're a real person and not a a a bot or marketing company at stairway to star clan at gmail.com and remember to rate us um, five stars on That's your podcast right. listening I think that helps uh, device a lot. platform, <laughs> whatever of choice, because as you know, we're your favorite education-based show. Yeah. <laughs> we're educating you about Firestar's um, love for Christstripe rather than his wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for this week. So until next time, may Star Clan light your path. Bye. Bye. Bye.